welcome back to Side Peace Show. Yeah, you guys, I'm hoping the sweet, comforting, relaxing sound of my voice will keep my kids sleeping all through the night. Because my next step is tequila. And I have no shame in giving my kids hard liquor game. So we are back with sickness. Is anyone else like their kids freaking sick around the clock? I mean, this is insanity. I can't shake it. I look up and someone is sick. So Logan is sick again over the weekend. He has a legit 106 temperature. I didn't even think that shit was possible. Like, I've never even heard of that. I I was like shaking the thermometer gun thing. Like, this is a joke. Like, you're punked. Because this can't happen. Nope, it just kept happening. 105, 106. We were freaked out. He didn't look good. He looked really pale, really sick, lethargic. It was not good. So we ended up taking him to the ER because spazoid mom went into spazoid mode So my husband takes him to the ER. They're there for a while. And again, Logan's four and he doesn't feel good, right? And nobody wants to be in the freaking ER. Um, Hello, I just was in there. It it sucks. So I call Josh. This is probably about an hour and a half in. And I hear poor Logan in the back going, this is ridiculous. I have had enough. I have had enough, mom. This is ridiculous. I want to leave. I've had enough. It almost felt like Heather talking to Shannon when she's pointing at the door and saying, you can leave. We are done. Like that, it just almost brought me back to that moment. This is how pathetic and what a dork I am, that everything in my life is somehow relatable to a Bravo show. I am a loser. So poor Logan was over it, which then made Josh over it. So then they came home. He just has a really bad ear infection. Yet again, the second one in four weeks. But we're trying to get him on the mend. This is why I am singing, which I should never be. And I am so close to busting out the whiskey and just putting a little on the gums, you know, just the tip, just for fun, because we all freaking need sleep. But speaking of needing sleep and clearly sobriety, it is my side stealers of the week. And yes, I am talking about the one and only PK, Dorit's husband, PK, Okay, PK, congrats on getting a freaking Dewey. So let's break this down. It wasn't bad enough that you're out of town and your wife gets held at gunpoint, completely robbed, all while your children are sleeping down the hall. But then you have to get home after this all happens, go out to dinner, get wasted, and make the dumbass decision to get behind the wheel. Okay, PK, for this one, you get my first ever smack hole side stealer of the week. Now, we have but a fun, super crazy side stealer now with three, yes, three lucky side stealers from the OC. One, Heather's entire house. Two, Heather's hot chef, Nick. And three, and most importantly, Heather's heated after the shower bath towels. Now, if heated bath bath towels right outside of your shower doesn't make for a side stealer, then I don't know what the hell does. And that wraps up my side stealers of the week. But what else is hot and happening in Bravo world, you ask? Um... What the hell isn't? Are you kidding me? This week has been insanity in Bravo. 
Okay, so lots of heartbreak on Vanderpump. Lala is officially moved out from McDouche's Randall's house, thank God. And sadly to say, Raquel and James call it quits after five years. I'm super happy Lala is free from McCheater, McDouchey, Pumpkin Eater. But I know it sounds crazy. I honestly really thought in their weird, twisted, just reality that James and Raquel would actually work. So I do feel sad about that. But you know what makes me feel better? Is seeing Captain Lee pop off on social media like he has been known to do. So, below deck drama happening off camera. The episode comes out. Nick and Fraser got completely wasted. They're making out, doing all this stuff. Well, Captain Lee was not having it. Goes on social media, wanted no part of what Nick and Fraser did. And he went in, in on them with his good old, I have one rule. Don't embarrass yourself and don't embarrass the boat. So now we have Captain Lee clapping back on social media. And it's so tasty. And um, you guys, holy crap. I can't even believe I didn't start with this, but I was just trying to get through this other stuff. You guys, the Shaw shocker, the NBC doc about Jen Shaw. Tell me you watched it. You guys, it was insanity. I, I, I mean, this blows me away. Like, uh, you know what? Allegedly, allegedly, she is doing this. But when you watch this and you hear these 90-year-old women talking about all the money that they got scammed, it is so sad it makes you want to look at Jen Shaw like you are literally the biggest piece of crap on the planet. And I think, you know, you guys know how close I am, who's like my best friend, my 96-year-old grandma. So to think of somebody scamming my mom or my grandmother, someone with a disability, it is just, it disturbs me to no end. It's so vomit-worthy. You guys have to watch the doc, the Shaw's shocker that NBC put out. It's insanity. And that wraps up the hotness happening in Bravo. You guys, I love you. Honestly, honestly, I say this every week, but doing this, the interviews, talking with you guys has been my saving grace through this nonstop, disgusting sickness that is just in this house. So I can't thank you enough for listening, rating, and thank you for telling all of your people to listen, subscribe, rate, and review so we can all celebrate the entertaining and delicious parts of Sidepiece Show together. You can find me at Sidepiece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. You guys, thank you again. I love you dearly. I will see you next Wednesday. My guest today, the OG of Dallas, from episode one, she brought the freaking heat. This pure fireball rocked our TV every single episode. And now, with Side Piece, she is back. From Real Housewives of Dallas, you guys, it is the one, the only, Leanne Luckin. I literally will say, is it weird that I'm reaching out asking you? No, not at all. To talk, even with Kristen, I was like, yo, you haven't been on in years. Is it weird that I'm like, hey, you want to talk about something that you haven't done in five years? Yeah. You know, so I understand coming like from you guys, like, do I want to talk about this again? I mean, it's just like, I think it takes so long to deprogram yourself. You know, I mean, it is a programming machine. And uh, once you deprogram and detoxify, it's like all of a sudden, like, do you want to revisit it? You know? And I mean, I've gotten to the point now where it's like, you know what? It was a great experience. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about other people. I learned a lot about business. I learned a lot about the network. 
and I'm in a better place, you know? So, so do you feel like you've detoxified, not from last yeah. night, but from the show? Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 I've gotten oh. to a point where I could care less, you know, what the other cast members are doing or saying. And, and I, that's why I think it's funny when people send me like, did you see this? So-and-so said that you're gaslighting them. And I'm like, I'm not even in the right same city as she is. Like, I don't know what the you hell that's. You still about. get that shit all the time. Like you're. Oh, sweetie. One of our cast members, one of our cast members is walking around with a bodyguard telling people she's afraid of me. And yeah. I haven't been on the show for how long? Are you joking? Why would they say that? Carrie? Mm-mm. Nope. Carrie's traveling. She's having a great life. She's, I'm proud of her. She's really doing well. Carrie Duber. Carrie Duber's doing great. She's traveling. She's, her business is slammed. No, she did the right thing. She detoxified and created the life she wanted. And now she's living it. Yeah, you know, no. I talked to her. Duber and, Duber and I are friends. Duber and I are friendly friends, so we're good. Who are, are you friends with anybody else, though? Um, really Cameron, and that's about it. Okay, Leanne, I have to know, what in the hell did you think when they were like, it's done? I mean, the ratings reflected it. You saw it. I mean, I think if you're a business person and you look, because here's the thing about me. When I was on the show, I monitored our ratings. I monitored what worked, what didn't work. For instance, the last season that I was on, our highest rated episode was my wedding. No, And it's shit. always for every series, it's always either reunion one or two. And reunion two dropped from reunion one. And I think it was because there was a large part of the audience, I would say at least a quarter of a million viewers who connected with me. Right. And um, and I couldn't ask for anything more than that, you know, because I hope that those people realize um, that I bared my soul and all my broken parts to try to show other people that it's okay to be broken. It's okay not to be perfect. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to fail right. as long as you pick yourself back up and you keep trying. Right. And so I, I wanted to be real. I wanted to be authentic. And so for a quarter of a million people, they related to that authenticity. And I think that was really missing in the last season. Well, and, and, and then, we're, and then you're like, they're done, they're shut down. And you're like, it's I sad. I was sad to see them go. I really was sad to see them go because I gave a lot of my reputation, of my energy, of my dignity. I gave a lot of myself to create that show. And I think that was reflected in the first four seasons, you know? And I think I've never been a part of it that when I was on the series, there was never an episode that was lower than half a million viewers. Never. So, I mean, you did, you freaking are the OG. Of Real I was the first one hired. I was the last one to audition. The last one to audition. The show was not going to make it. And then I auditioned and I was the first one cast. Okay. So, oh my God. Okay. This was what? 2016 Leanne? Yeah. Maybe 2015. Yeah. I'm not good with time. (laughs) Holy shit. Okay. So you are approached and they're like, Hey, would you want to, I mean, how did you even, how did this even start? What they do is they send out emails to everyone. They'll scour all of the media for like social, social pics and things like that. So whoever appears in the most images is who they make a long list of, and then they find their emails and then they send an, an initial invitation to, we're casting a TV show about a group of women in the charity world. And we would love to interview you for it if you're interested. Um, and so I got the email, you know, but then I had, um, another friend who was already had been green lit for a reality show. And he was like, why don't you come and uh, shoot a scene with me? So I had talked with the New York production company. I zoomed with them and um, I went over to shoot a scene with him. And, you know, you forget that reality really is about drama. And he pulled some shit with me and I bit back. And, uh, and I was like, you know what, screw you. Like, I'm going to go home and respond to that other email. And I did, I went home that day, responded to the email, 
and I was zooming with them that night. So, but they came and they're like, we want to do a, a show based around women and charity in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how, because really the nonprofit world is how we socialize here. Right. I mean, I was out last night at three different nonprofit I- events, you know, and that's how you see everybody and get pictures with everybody and catch up with everybody. Right. But it, it, it our engagement really is about being together at galas. And so um, that's kind of what they had said in the email. And I was like, oh my God, this is a great opportunity for me to be able to put a lot of smaller nonprofits that I love on television and really right. get them some awareness. Put them on the and, and I did, I did. And it worked. And I was very happy with that. It was funny because I, no one on the original cast got the email except for me. Everybody else was referred by someone who got the email audition, didn't make it, but they referred other people. So that's the other thing they do. The second that you get the email, they're like, now give me a list of 10 people that you think would be great on the show. (laughs) And that's what they do. No. And then you gave them your list. Did they choose anyone from your list? Two people, both my friends, Tiffany and Marie. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, Marie was a friend of, but right. yeah, but yeah. So then, so you didn't know Carrie Duber. I knew yeah. Carrie Duber. I knew her from the social world, from okay. nonprofit stuff. Yeah. I knew Carrie. I knew Mark. I had met Stephanie once, um, and but I didn't really like, she wasn't on my radar. She wasn't a socialite. She wasn't going out to events. She was hiding in Plano and, you know, in her house with her kids. That was really the only cast member that I knew that her, Tiffany and Marie, I didn't know Stephanie and Brandy at all. Like, and I'd never met Brandy, even though Brandy loves to say that, oh, oh, I never paid attention to her. That's just Brandy being a bullshit artist. She never went to nonprofit events that I saw. So I was going to say, so you're like, okay, I'm thinking this is going to be about charities. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I'm with women. It's not charity. So then what am I doing? And that, so we all met the first time and then, you know, season one, I was the only one who could get any charities approved. No charity would let them film. And I got a ton of charities approved and that backfired on me big time. So the next couple of seasons, I was like, okay, look, um, I'm going to be more selective about who I clear. Cause I'm going to make sure that you can't screw with them. Why you know? did it backfire? You mean? Um, because Brandy wore a poop hat to a, a nonprofit event that was an elegant, attended by mainly, you know, older women who are very respectful and believe in uh, dignity. Right. <laughs> you know. So, so the charities were pissed of like yeah. what was going on and it's on oh, camera yeah. and they're like, okay, we're good. Yeah. Okay. So what in the hell? So you have Tiffany. And I, this is like, this is so fascinating to me, Leanne. Okay. So you have Tiffany, you have Marie friend of, you know, Carrie a little bit, you meet Brandy and Stephanie, you not like you're like this quiet little wallflower. And I'm not, I'm really not. I think people really think, you know, that's something that really bothers me. I think people really think that the cameras turned on and I got loud. I have been a loud motherfucking bitch <laughs> since I, I came out screaming, people. Like, uh, I'm, I'm loud. First of all, I'm partly deaf from going up with my grandparents where everything was decibel 10. So, <laughs> you know, my husband and I have this running joke about mishearing what each other says. So then we repeat what we think we heard and then we just laugh, you know? So I've always been a loud bitch. That's just never going to change. So you're loud and you're like, okay, this is my world, charity. I am the queen of charity. We're doing this show. How was it then meeting like the new ones that are coming on? Brandy went in very first scene, the very first scene. She literally sat down next to me and told me how selfish I was for sharing my story of being molested as a child. Oh, that was the first one. And that was very first filming. And I will say that. From that point forward, I knew that I I just, I didn't connect and I wasn't going to try. And, you know, I, I would give it an effort and it would either get 
manipulated, turned around. It just, it just wasn't my cup of tea. Look, I like Brandy. I think she's a wonderful mother. I think with, with what Brandy has, she has done miracles and I'm very proud of her, but Brandy and I don't run in the same circles, you know, we never have. But then you and Stephanie, like, I feel like you kind of had your moments back and forth, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that was a real moment. No. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You know what? No matter how hard I really tried to connect with Stephanie, she just didn't want to believe that I was a human, a good human. She never wanted to believe that. You know, I'm not going to beg people to like me. Right. I'm good. I'm full up on friends. I'm good. You know, you you have Tiffany with you. And then Mm -hmm. did Tiffany decide to leave or they're like, we're good. Tiffany Tiffany was like, Leanne, it's just so toxic. Like she was stuck in the middle with everyone like Tiffany and was trying to tell Tiffany what's wrong with Leanne. And she was like, there's nothing wrong with Leanne. And she got tired of being in the middle. And she's like, Leanne, it's toxic. And I, I'm worried what they're going to do to you. And she said, I just, I can't, I can't do this. Like, it's not my nature. And it's not, her nature is to help people just like mine is. Um, but that wasn't the direction they wanted the show to go. Was it hard for you? You're like, dude, that's my girl. And now she's yes, gone. Yes. Very. So then Very. why did you want to keep doing it? Um, because I really saw an opportunity to help some of these really smaller nonprofits like Legacy Cares um, get the word out about what they can do. Um, and I did the grace project, which is one of my biggest babies that I love, um, which is, a the only conference for HIV positive women in the country right here in Dallas run by a Dallas agency, legacy cares. And the first year that we put it on, Melissa was getting phone calls from all over the country. They had no idea. Women from everywhere not realizing that anyone even cared right. that they had HIV. Toy. Yeah. So that's so, why you're like, I'll deal with this bullshit because exactly the greater. Cause. I said something. I said something to one of our evening anchors, uh, Steve Eager, uh, who's known me for a long time because he used to MC cops top cop, which was you know an event that I went to with my husband when he was on SWAT. And um, the day that they announced Dallas and announced me as a cast member, he wrote on Facebook and said, uh, someone I respect and admire just signed a deal with the devil. And I saw him at an event and his wife was like, please don't be mad at him. He just really cares about you. And I I said, you know, Steve, I'm going to put it like this. If Jesus could suffer and die for our sins then I guess if I suffered to be able to help others, then I'm, I believe that that's truly trying to walk in his steps, which is what he asks of all of us. And Steve was like, Leanne, I know. And that's what worries me. He goes, I just, I know they're going to, I know what they're going to do to you. And it bothers me. So. But that's what kept making you, because I mean, listen, you do not have it easy from <laughs> ever dark. <laughs> So like, yeah. was there a point that you were like, what in the actual how, like, why am yeah. I signing up for two? Why am I signing up for three? Why am I signing up? No, I actually, at the end of one, I didn't think they'd ask me to come back for two. I didn't think they were going to ask me at all. I was like, I don't think it's going to be a deal. I'm not going to get asked back. And then I got asked back and I was like, well, I'm not coming back unless you really give me a good race. Like that's just it. Like you got to bump it up. And they did. And then I did two and I enjoyed two much better than one, the filming process. And then I was like, okay, well, it got better. And I got in two, I got Cameron and Deandra and they were both friends at the time. So it was a better balance of cast. And then I was like, okay, well then I could do three. And then three, I realized they were really wanting me to have my wedding in three. And I just was like, guys, I mean, I got flesh eating bacteria. Like I, you know, I, I can't do this. All This is so much. My body couldn't take it. And um, so I was like, okay, I'll go back and do four so that I can, I wanted to follow through with my commitment with the audience, which was go on this journey with me. I got engaged on the show with right. them. I wanted to get rid get married with them. And I still, to this day, get so many uh, DMs about, 
how beautiful my wedding was and how sweet my husband's vows were. It and, was awesome. You know. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, but then no, when, when four ended after everything and I realized it was really just about the girls really didn't want me on the, they didn't want me on the show from season one, but when it came down to what they were willing to do to get me off the show is when I said, when they called me back for five, I said, um, they said, what do you want to do? And I, you know, the little voice that talks to you in your head is like, oh, don't do it. What is wrong with you? And I was like, I don't think I want to do it. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. think I want to see them. I don't think I want to be around them. None of them. Like I just, I no. like, I, I don't, I, I really don't think I want to. And I was, I was scared. He was going to be like, what kind of you have to. And he was like, we understand. And I was like, thank you. I mean, literally, I think he called Cameron. He was like, I think Leanne was really happy that she didn't, <laughs> didn't come back. And Cameron was like, she is, she didn't want to do it. So, I mean, what's next? I'm a pedophile. Come on, people. I mean, well, and by the way, you know, it's one thing. It's like they come after you and what you've been through and like you. But then it, the focus went on to your now My husband. husband. Yeah. So who's a good man. Who's a good to Nishoma, You know, really made me mad. I see all these husbands. And when I talk to them, I'm like, dude, you're calm. You're cool. You're not drama. How is this? Okay, first of all, how is it when you see your woman, like, and they're, th mm. these ladies are coming for her? He gets, my husband had a hard time watching the show. I will say uh, the last season, I didn't really watch every episode. I didn't live tweet. I kind of went dark on social media just because it wasn't worth the fight. And he watched the last two episodes by himself. And... Uh, called a couple of my friends crying, like, why are they doing this to, to my wife? Like, she's not any of these things they're accusing her of. And, you know, it just, it's a show. They need drama to create a show. And I just happened to be the squirrel in the middle of the road. They were willing to run over. Was he and ever, that's fine. Was he ever like, why, why, what, are, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Oh so. yeah. Oh yeah. Every season. Every season, he was like, do you really, do you really want to? And I was like, well, let's try it. You know, we could, we could promote this or we could help them. And it just, it, it got to a point where it was no longer focused on what I wanted to do. It was just solely focused on the, the script they were writing. And that wasn't a script I was interested in being a part of. So, so do you feel like you guys are like night and day different, better, everything now? Oh my God. Yes. My husband has his own TV show. It's going to come out on Discovery Plus soon. Um, he's hosting it. It's all about declassified CIA files and aliens. That's so I'm dope. Very proud of him. And he's still teaching for Safari Land. He just went to the Patriot Awards. I mean, he's, my husband's slammed. My husband is busy doing his thing. And, you know, I started my own online magazine called Eternal Traveler Magazine. I'm traveling. I'm back in my nonprofit world. I was out last night at nonprofit. I was out last weekend. I'll be out tonight. I'm loving life. I got no complaints. I'm traveling. I'm great. I'm happy. And I'm grateful. I wake up every morning, grateful to have the life I have. Are you just like, what in the, why in the hell did I do this for four no. seasons? No. no, no, I'm not. Because you know what? I think everything you go through, everything you experience makes you who you are. It makes you a stronger person. And I am a stronger person today than I was six years ago, five years ago. And I feel like I'm better than I was five years ago. I've, I've strived to educate myself and to become a more compassionate human on a daily basis. And you know, I'm here, I'm there, I'm happy. I, it's so funny because I see people when I first started going out after leaving the show, people were literally like, Oh my God, you're so light. You just seem so light. And I'm right. like, well, thank you because I've gained weight. So <laughs> <laughs> that part of lighter. Yeah. Everybody I mean, was free. just so happy to see me back to me. Right. Cause it just, there was a point where I got to, I just was miserable, you know, and it just wasn't worth it. Because of the drama, because of their ladies, because... Because like of the drama off camera. Not all the... The drama on camera is expected. But the nonstop off camera drama just... Which is still going on today is exhausting. And I ignore it. And thank God there's only one human that's still doing it, not five. So, you know, 
gets easier. Why do you think it's still going? I don't even know. I have, what, reasons. What is it, I have, I have my opinions. I have my opinions and uh, I feel sad for that person. I feel sad. I wish that person would gain some emotional intelligence, but I don't think that they were raised by a human. So they don't understand what humanity and compassion is. There's only two left. There's Brandy and Stephanie. No. Well, you said Carrie. Carrie. No, not Carrie or Cameron or Carrie, not Brandy, not Stephanie. I love that you can't even remember her name. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Duh. Still? Still. Okay, that's, okay, so did you got Deandra on? Yeah. And because you guys were close. Yeah, I thought so. But like in weddings and in, I mean. Yeah, I thought so. So I think her life is a box of cards. And, you know, she replaces the cards that she feels like she doesn't need anymore. That's what she does. So when this, when this stuff is still going on, like this is happening, you've been on off how long this show's not even on anymore. I know. Or they're saying like you leaked the, what did I read the other day? Oh yeah. I leaked the video of Brandy's husband to her daughter. Do you know how pissed I was when they said that on the reunion? I texted Brandy and I said, I mean, I, I like jumped on my phone and I was like, you know, I had nothing to do with this. And she goes, I know Leanne, I know it wasn't you. I know who it was. They know who it was, but they, still they used you to try to up their ratings. And I released all my text messages between Brandy and I to prove to everyone that she knew it wasn't me. I no, mean, they just used again. I'm not even on the damn show and they're still dropping my name. Like really people? You wanted me off. Why are you still mentioning me? I mean, okay. If it were still on and it was the cast that was last, how it ended, would you come back? No, no. Mm -hmm. Would you come back if it was a cast that you could choose? I mean, that's a no brainer, but also I don't know that a cast I could, I mean, I would, I don't know. I don't know that I would want to do, um, I, if I could pick a, and it's not, not so much a, a few cast members, but also the production company. I wouldn't want to work with my problem with how Dallas was represented on television was that we had an LA production company and a New York network. Who the F is boots on the ground in Dallas, Texas, that effing understands how Texans operate, think, I mean, because none of them did, you know, we basically for a very conservative state, we were run by liberal people and that you, you're not going to like, you want us to think your way, bite my dick. It's not going to happen. We are who we are, our quirks and our sassy mouths. And right. Like you, no one, no one from the production company came to Texas to make sure it was authentic or real that what was happening and no one from New York did. So we're filming and you're relying on a brand new production team every single season to get to know us right? in three months. Right. You okay. Know what? Good luck. It's, it's true though. I was talking to somebody and they're like, it, if you, if the producers know who the person is and they have that connection, it's game changer. They know it is not- a game changer. It's why the, all the other series go move on and the storylines continue to grow. Ours never grew because we never had consistent team. We never did. Do you think that was a big thing? A big, huge, huge, huge problem. I think it was a huge problem that also the owner of our production company just didn't really like, he was glad he had the show here, but he wasn't really big on being a hero for our show. I know he fought for me every season to bring me back. I appreciate that. I just feel like he could have done more while the, you know, I mean, let's face it. Look, the day I told him I didn't want to come back was the day he said, I probably should have told you sooner, but thank you because you were a really, really big reason why this show existed. And I probably should have said thank you sooner. Four seasons. <laughs> five, five, six years later. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, you know, that's the kind of crap. 
Okay. And, and, and you do all this. You bring Tiffany to the table. You bring Cam. You bring Deandra. Yeah. I mean, okay. So of all the shit, Leanne, you have gone through a lot on the show, right? A lot. Yeah. Which relationship was the hardest that you guys, like the, the fighting or the turmoil or whatever? Tiffany wasn't hard because we're blood. You know, um, Tiffany and I will always be sisters. We've gone through so much together. I think the hardest for me, I was heartbroken over Deandra. There was, I know there was a time uh, we were shooting in my home with my husband and I had just gotten a phone call from another really good friend about uh, how Deandra had been stabbing me in the back the whole time during our friendship. And I, I was, couldn't catch my breath. I was crying so hard. And um, every single crew member hugged me on the way out the door. And I, I really, for me, to see her and her mother become so vicious and vile towards me, that's heartbreaking. Well, yeah, I knew, I knew they were capable of it. Don't get me wrong. I've seen them do it with other people. I just never thought that it would be me. I mean, because you guys were so, I mean, you guys had the longest I thought, relationship. I thought we were, yeah, 100%. So was it yeah. tough then seeing Cam? Because you're kind of like, I brought you on and now these people are doing this to me. No, because Cam, Cam mostly had my back. I mean, Cam was there. She defended me. She, she, you know, listen, Cam, Cam to this day will still defend me. If someone says something that's not true, Cam will be like, no, that's not true. Right. You know? So I, I, I would just at an event this week with Cam. Uh, so no, I, um, I, ha I had a, a blessing get to get to know Cam and to become friends with Cam. Yeah. Really a blessing. And so, then you, and then you're close with Tiffany. Of course. And then all this stuff happens with her and Cam. Was that done Oh, I you? know. I know. And I got to say, you know, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. I, I wouldn't have eaten a chicken foot. Uh, and it's not a cultural thing. My best friend is Asian. I just am not like, I'm not going to eat a snail. I'm not going to eat a worm. Uh, there are things in this world that I'm not putting in my mouth. Some of them, my husband wish I would. <laughs> I but, was just um, going to say. Sorry. Had to throw that in there, but. I was going to throw uh, it in if you are, baby. My humor is still here, honey. Uh, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have wanted to eat it either. And I told Cam, I go, Cam, you should have taken it off your plate and thrown it on the damn floor. And she was like, I did. She found it. I was like, oh, I didn't watch. So I don't know the shit that went on social media afterwards should have never happened. But, you know, honestly, that's what happens when families get upset and they want to defend, they start attacking and it's not their business to do that. And it happens. And, you know, but I think it went a little far there. And when she was like saying that the girls were bossy and then Tiffany took it as a personal attack, I know exactly what Cam was talking about because I was there. She was talking about when we were walking around in the streets of Thailand and Carrie and I were going at it because right. I didn't want Cam to go in that venue right. and put that in her brain because Cam is a, an innocent, naive human. And I kind of want to keep her that way. I like okay. Cam being in a pink bubble. And I really kind of told her husband that I would try and protect that bubble. And so, yeah, Carrie Brittingham and I were, da, 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 you know, she was like, leave Cam alone. Cam can do whatever Cam wants. And I'm like, you're not trying to protect Cam. You're doing what you want for you, not what Cam should have for her. Like, you know, I'm a protector. Right. And um, so yeah, that's what she was talking about. Girls being bossy was me and Carrie and everyone in the streets of Thailand. <laughs> that, I mean, that whole thing was insane. The whole yeah. Thailand thing, the show, the, I mean. Listen, so, you know, the first ping pong ball that popped out hit Brittingham on her skin, on her chest. The first thing I could think, because, you know, I'm so involved in the LGBTQ world was I hope that girl doesn't have AIDS and you didn't have a scratch on your chest because now you're in a whole new world. Oh, my God. Oh, my like, God. You have to understand where I think. I don't think about, you know, oh, that's gross. I think, oh, shit, you might want to get a blood test. Because and she went out of her running vagina. 
running out of the bar, running. I'm like, you were the one who demanded we come here. Not only that, but listen, here's the other thing. They also put a blow dart in there and we're shooting darts and the girls held balloons over their heads while this woman queefed out darts. And all I'm saying is how you know that who who knows how to aim so well and that dart is not going to hit you in the face. Like I'm just a logical bitch. <laughs> like this is some fucked up shit, people. Like I am yeah. not drunk enough to scar my face <laughs> or go blind or get AIDS. I'm done. Peace out. Well, why were you guys like, let's go because we just want to experience it? Did production want you to do it? Why did you guys want production sent a bodyguard, one bodyguard with us? One. But then why did you guys decide to go and just for the I didn't want to go. Carrie demanded we go. (gasps) Oh, you can't unsee those things. No, you can't. I, I will say. I think the smartest thing for me to that I, if I could go back and relive that night, I would have let them go. And I would had said, I didn't feel well and went back to the hotel. You just wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have gone. But no, you went because I know trying I, to protect Cam. I also, you have to understand like that neighborhood in Thailand is the number one trafficking, sex trafficking location in the world. I'm surprised that they they let you go there. They encouraged it. The producers went with us. And you guys are fueled by alcohol. Yeah, I wasn't, but most people were. Yeah. And is that a lot? They're like, let's go. Let's drink. Let's get the drama going. Let's go, baby. Of course. Of course. Is it like sometimes they're like, okay, we're not ending this until something happens. No, they want to exhaust you. So if they keep you out all night and the camera crew gets to go home and they only take their iPhones, then they can wake you up early because they can get the camera crew up early, which is exactly what they do. That's their new process now is they take iPhones and videotape you late at night while the crew is sleeping so that then they can wake your ass up early with full camera. I mean, all like the behind the stuff, like we, you know, all that they, they were trying to get you like, oh, look what we saw Leanne doing on my iPhone and like, yeah, all this. But like, yeah. were, were you ever just at a point where you're like, I, I, I can't everywhere I go, there's I'm being watched. judged, I Legit had PTSD to go on trips. Legit. Like I knew that dinner in Thailand when I was going to sit down, I knew it was like a get ready. It's to attack Leanne. That's why when Deandra was like bending in my face, and I was like, you want to put the fucking roof? I'll throw your ass off. I bet I can find the fucking strength to throw you off this building. I mean, you like there was always a camera and you're going through all this. I just like. And I'm not going to hide my true emotions. Like, you know what? I'm going to be authentic. Listen, do I have the right comeback for everything? No, because guess what? I'm human. Right. I'm not a robot. I'm not uh, overly well-educated. I wasn't raised with a silver spoon in my mouth. I mean, do you think you would be better off doing another city like Housewives? Is there like a- No. No. I'm done. I'm really, no. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. You're so over it. Depending Depending on who else would go, I might do a girl's trip, but I don't know if I would, um, I don't know if I would do- I mean, I, I need a few years to like smoke get a joint and together. Going. Yeah. I mean, yeah. okay. So other than like, I would not go into the disgusting thing where people are shooting stuff out of their vagina. I would have gone home to bed. What's like one thing that you look back and you're like, listen, I don't live, I don't want to have regrets and this and that, but what's one thing that you're like, I wish I could do this over. Oh, there's a ton of stuff I wish I could do over. Hindsight 2020. I mean, we all know that's why that's a famous saying. Um, A ton of stuff. I mean, but there were a ton of things that people never saw that are memories that like, okay, like when we were in Copenhagen, the production company hired this really discounted rate, rate person to take our footage and deliver it to the computers to download it every night. And the guy... Uh, decided he was going to stop by a bar instead of just taking it straight. So the backpack got stolen. So an entire day's worth of film 
was stolen in Copenhagen, they had to extend our trip by day because they literally like, we're going to have to reshoot that entire day. And I was like, uh, people, I can't fake a whole day of reshooting. Like I just, it's not going to work out for me. So I was like, you know, they came to us that night at the end of the night of shooting. And it was me, Cameron and Carrie Duber still left in the restaurant. The other three had gone to a bar. And I remember Thomas walking up to him saying, you know, listen, the footage from yesterday was stolen. We're gonna, we're gonna have to reshoot the entire day. And I was like, no, I was like, okay, uh, here's, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm a problem solver. So here I am. I'm like, okay, what bar was the footage stolen from? I'm going to start with a 25 foot parameter. I'm going to go out to 50. I'm going to go out to hundred. So literally at two, three in the morning, I'm on the streets of Copenhagen, lifting up trash cans, looking through trash. At one point, Cameron came out and joined me on the streets of Copenhagen. And we were walking through this area and it was really gorgeous and it was open and there wasn't a lot of people around. And, and I saw these two guys on this side, these two guys, and they were walking and I was like, how cute. They have matching tracksuits. They were kind of far away. They're matching tracksuits. That's so cute. And then all of a sudden I see two guys over here and I'm like, oh fuck, those aren't tracksuits. Those are military uniforms with rifles with bayonets. And I go, Cam, we need to hurry up and get out of here. I don't think we're safe here. I don't think we're supposed to be here. And Cam goes, why, where are we? And I go, I I think we're in the King's courtyard. And she goes, oh good, I can tie my shoe. And she bends down to tie her shoe. And these people are marching towards us. And no. I'm like, Cam, tie your fucking shoe. We're going to get killed. Are you by like, yourself? No production. Yes, at 2 or 2.30 in the morning. Yes. And so we finally make it up to the edge of the courtyard. And the, the guards are like, you know, marching with their bayonets. And they turn and they block us off. And, uh, and the a producer comes walking up. And James Bringer. And he's like, what did y'all do? And I'm like. We didn't, I didn't know that was the King's court. Like, I think we just went through there. And James was like, would you think we can cut back through? And I turn around and I go to the guy, I go, um, sir, are we allowed to go back that way? And he looks at me with a rifle and he goes, and I go, um, I think that's no, can we get our ass going the other way? So we left. But I mean, like that night when Cam's like, oh, thank God I can tie my shoe. That is the pink bubble I'm talking about. It's like a blur alert. He's just like, hold on one second. She's like, oh, I'm in the king's courtyard. Oh, thank God, I'm safe. These are my people. You're like, by the way, sir, did you see a backpack with our footage? (laughs) We're murdered. We're dead. We're in. We're in the king's jail now. Are you kidding? So what happened? You guys had to tape a whole new day. No. I called my husband who called his counterparts in Copenhagen and they assembled a team and did a search and found the footage. It was turned up. Yeah. I know your little like hunt. That's like such a cop's wife thing to do. I dig. Oh my God. No, I was like, yeah. Right. I was like, screw that. And then I told when, when the producer started joining me, I said, listen, don't shoot. You know, in, in Europe, the lids, the trash cans hinge open. And I'm like, if you see an open trash can lid, I've already searched it, right? Like I've searched it. Don't go there. I was climbing in dumpsters. I was climbing all over the city, all over the city. And I remember we finally, when Cam and I finally caught up with uh, James and another producer, I just remember like we went into this hotel lobby and uh, they were like asking them to call us a cab and they have like this little koi pond. And I just kept thinking, my hands smell so bad. So I just like <laughs> bent down and washed my hands in the koi pond. <laughs> and, then I, so God. and then we get in the cab and the Ugh. producer says to me, God, it really stinks in here. And I was like, really, bitch? <laughs> really? You're like, cause I'm shit dangling off of my arm right now. Oh my God. What I mean, a night. Was the footage lost of you guys, of everyone skinny dipping? No, cold. no, that, they have that footage. They have that footage. I didn't, I did not skinny dip. And they were all like, oh, you're not being fun. Excuse me. Last ocean, flesh-eating bacteria. Do I want a skinny dip? Hmm. Oh my God. That was pre. That happened before that. Yep. 
No, that it was, was the day that Deandra and I made nice. Oh my God. How many times did you guys like make up, fight, make up, fight? Well, that we ever actually made up? Never. That we did it for cameras? A ton. But why would you I mean, Deandra it? was never, here's the thing. Deandra wants to be, wanted to be the star of the show. And as long as I was there, she knew she wasn't going to be. But even with me not there, she wasn't, you know? So it just, it's just one of those things like uh, the, a lot of, a lot of the cast were very upset that I got a tremendous amount of press, but I'm not great at just being normal. I don't know how to be normal and normal doesn't work well on reality. You know, I mean, they hire big personalities because it's a small screen and they want to fill it up. Right. Totally. I just don't understand like what you guys were so close for so long. Were we, were you there? Did you, you talk to her? Do you, did she tell you we were close? You Cause she's weren't. told everyone that we were never really that close. But like you were in her, like wedding, like you guys were in each other. I was, I was. And a good friend of mine, Kim Gatlin, who um, <clears throat> wrote the book, Good Christian Bitches, actually yeah. told me that uh, back then she was getting ready to do a reality version of GCB and had wanted to put me in the cast. And Deandra was in her cast. And uh, Deandra told her that she would not do a TV show with me. But you find this out, obviously. After. So. Yeah, because she showed up at the reception. And when I walked in as her maid of honor, after just four days earlier, Deandra saying she would never do a TV show with me, Kim was so offended, she actually left the wedding reception. So this she was like, like oh, yeah. you would ruin my TV show for your jealousy. But that's, that's, that's what it is. That's sad. That's why when people say, how do you feel about Deandra? I say, I feel sad. I feel sad that she's never going to know what real friendship or real love is like. And, and, that's you sad. and you never see where you guys are coming back together. She doesn't, she's walking around with a bodyguard telling people she's afraid of me. Have you guys even talked at all? No. No. And I didn't even know she was doing that. Literally, people started sending me messages saying that. And I was like, why? I'm not even in Dallas. What was, what was harder dealing with all that? Like that's serious, right? Like you thought this was your best friend. You're finding all this out dealing with the fights or like you went through a lot in your past. I did. I went through, I honestly went through pain and it's still painful when I think about it. It's still hurtful that my friendship wasn't valued as much as I valued her friendship. So that that's very hurtful and painful. And it's like a relationship. You just have to get to a point where you're like, I'm, you know, you can't stay in a toxic relationship. So I didn't. Was that harder dealing with her in that relationship or like talking about all of the bad that you went through pre-show, like growing up as a child? Cause you, I mean, it's all hard. It's all yeah. different. It's all hard. Look as a child, I could only process and accept and manage things from a child's perspective. And as an adult, a lot of times when I felt threatened, I would allow that childish behavior to take over and protect me. And I'm grateful that at this point in my life, I realized that too late, you know, I did it on camera. Um, but then I realized that now, and I realized that I don't need my inner child to protect me anymore, that I'm an adult who can protect myself and I can protect myself in a, in a more, less dramatic way. <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> a little bit. Come on. I do love a good drama. <laughs> Come on. I know. I was going to say some shit never changes, but that's why, no. you know, that's who you are, right? It you, is. Like you said, I don't turn it on because the camera turns on. I don't. I'm I never on have. like this. I am I, I, like last night. Everywhere I went, people were like, Leanne. I'm like, oh, yay. So do people come up to you all the time and like talk to you about the show and like missing oh, yeah. you? Yeah. I took a, a gazillion photos last night. People literally come up to me and say, you, you're my favorite. I, thank you for being so authentic. You're the most real. Like, go look at my stories. They'll, they write it. They're like the most real housewife ever. And that's because I am, I'm, I, I, listen, I am too effing tired to try to, you know, 
be somebody I'm not. Bullshit. This is me. Right. What did you, when, when you stopped, you went through so much shit. Was there anything that you were like, I miss this though, when you were done? Nothing. Nope. Really? You were just like, I'm so over this. I didn't want that lifestyle for me anymore. I didn't want the negativity that came with it. I didn't want the hurt. I didn't want the pain. I didn't want the disappointment. Um, because a lot of that stole what I love most in life and that's hope. And now I have my hope back and I'm very grateful for that. I'm very grateful to have my mornings filled with hope and love and energy and excitement for what I have coming up and what I'm doing and the emails I get every day. People want to work together. Um, I'm happy. And I'm grateful. I mean, was it, do you, do you ever think like, oh my God, this might take a real big toll on like my relationship with Rich because of all this- I knew it would. And it did, Yeah, but we discussed it. We discussed it. And you know what? The thing I love about my husband is my husband is my best friend. My husband is my biggest supporter, advocate, ally, defender, protector, and lover. He is my universe. And Every time I hurt, if I was being a brat over some ridiculous, petty thing, he'd be like, you got two arms, you have two legs. What are you whining about? And I'd be like, okay, you're right. I get it. All right. And then, um, you know, and then when we would fight, I would, you know, he knew he was like, look, you're at your last peg. I'm going to go in the other room and I'm just going to let you do you. And when you're done, come back and we'll do us. And that's, that's literally how my days went, you know, take a minute. Yeah. 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 What was the best? I mean, look at all the shit that you went through, Leanne. Oh my God. The best part of your wedding, your wedding that day. I could not begin to tell you every moment of that day was so perfect. And so, um, overwhelming and, uh, just filled with miracles and magic every moment every second everything that my friends chose every song that steve chose to play every every uh, person that wanted to be a part of the wedding that wanted to the band that wrote a custom song for our first dance you know a custom song that's so cool um all of it all of it was magical and magnificent, you know, and you notice no one came up to me with complaints during that day. They all complained about it afterwards. afterwards. Not all, but afterwards. do I need people to tell me how to right. have my wedding? Right. Guess what? You don't like it. Don't fucking come. Right. I my wedding, care. I can do what I want. Holy. I can guarantee you everyone who loved me was there. Yeah. And my mom had a great time. My mom stayed till the end. You can ask, ask the Watch What Crappens boys. They danced with my mom. I mean, how, it's just it's all too? bullshit. The whole, the whole way that that came out yeah. is from the production company. And it was bullshit. It was bullshit. You know? And that's something that I really didn't like. But you know what? Again, it's a show. Their job is to create drama. And they right. didn't have anything to create it with. So they created bullshit drama. How are you and your mom? Good. We're good. Good. We're good. Do you think the you know? show helped you guys to kind of come together? Uh, no. No. No, I think that was us, not the show. Yeah. And you guys are good now. We're good. That's We're really good. Leanne. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My most important question that's probably most, I don't know if anything tops moms and husbands, but okay. the one that's really the most important, Leanne is did the roundup survive COVID? (laughs) Yes. And all my friends went there last night without me. Assholes. (gasps) I've been there recently. It's doing just fine. (laughs) I might be there tonight. We'll see. I need to come down and meet you. Oh my God. Are going there. You would die. You would die. It is the most fun bar on the planet. You know, it's Lady Gaga's favorite bar. No. Yeah. Okay. I am freaking getting your ass when I go back to, when I get to Dallas, 
Come we on down. Are going. I'll buy you a jello shot. They're yeah. only a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, from LA, I need that shit. It's like a hundred dollars here. I love you. This was the best. My day is made. Oh my God. Thank you so much. This was thank fun. You. I'm so like, thank you. I, I'm going to send Wade a hundred emails to say thank Yay! you for making this happen. But like you, thank you. I have been on your nuts about coming on. I was like, I can't do this without talking to Lee Ann. Here. And I'm, I'm here. so happy. Thank you for this. And I can't wait to meet you soon. Good. I can't wait too. Awesome. All right. This is the best. Thank you so much for listening to Sidepiece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Sidepiece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. At Sidepiece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.